This is Erica Housekeeper of Happy Vermont, a travel podcast about people and places in the Green Mountain State. Along Route 100 in the town of Stockbridge is a small building with a red roof across the street from the town offices. Next to this little building is a performance stage with a tie-dye backdrop, a silver 1970 tour bus in the parking lot, and handmade signs posted in the grass. This is the Wild Fern, a music cafe run by Heather Lynn. Heather, who grew up in Ohio, moved to Stockbridge after going to a Grateful Dead concert in Highgate, Vermont in the 1990s. She moved to Vermont 24 years ago in her early 20s and spent many years working as a hairstylist. After her divorce, Heather tended bar at a local restaurant, and at the age of 36, she learned to play bass in the band of her partner, musician Rick Reddington, of Rick Reddington and the Love. In 2011, while working in the kitchen at Sandy's Books and Bakery in nearby Rochester, Tropical Storm Irene devastated much of Vermont, including Stockbridge, where the storm washed out roads and bridges and damaged property. Irene's devastation ended up serving as the impetus for Heather to decide to open the Wild Fern on Route 100 the following year. The Wild Fern, named for her 20-year-old daughter Zoe's middle name, quickly became a community hub for Stockbridge, which has a population of about 700 people and is located 12 miles north of Killington. You may have seen the Wild Fern featured in Seven Days after it first opened, or more recently on Vermont PBS. In 2020, the Wild Fern continues its role as an essential hub for the community. During the pandemic, Heather's had to shift gears and adapt to COVID restrictions. Today, you can order takeout bread and bagels from the Wild Fern on Wednesdays, or order takeout pizza and burgers on Thursdays. On Saturdays, you can hear live music at drive-in concerts or stop by the Wild Fern's art market on Sundays. In this episode of Happy Vermont, Heather talks about creating a community space in the wake of Tropical Storm Irene, becoming a musician and singer, finding her way even in moments of doubt, and why she loves her life here in Vermont. The Wild Fern is attracting good humans, and I am super lucky, and like, if whoever's listening, thank you so much, because I seem to attract beautiful people coming in here. And some of them are coming every week. They're spending $40 to come here every week on top of whether they're getting bread, bagels, sometimes takeout. Heather's approach is all about positivity as she tries to put out what she hopes to get in return. We're really just trying to spread the love. And we, you know, we want to put out what I want to get back, you know, and as we know, the world is not the most beautiful place, but it's not the most horrible place either. And we just hope that we can try to make a dent and make it better, even if it's for the time that someone wants to come. And, and really, like, if I were an observer or an outsider of this place, I would have to say that this is like an experience that you're coming to. It's not, you know, and it's not for everyone. Trust me, I, we've had people that they're not into it. And I'm too hippie-ish for them, even though I'm 50 and I really wasn't born a hippie, you know. But my, my mindset, maybe my ways or how I dress, it's not for everybody. You know, I, I, I hope, though, that those people at least got a nice vibe and a good experience, a welcoming experience, even though maybe they don't, maybe it's not, maybe they're uncomfortable. But, you know, that's, we really just hope to do a good thing and put a good thing out there and make people happy. And definitely, particularly right now in this 
messed up times and space that we are we're all in we hope to bring happiness and you know and at least you know give some healing both musically and with food you know for that that small amount of time that you come here Heather's first visit to Vermont was when the Grateful Dead played in Highgate up near the Canadian border in 1995. She traveled from Ohio for the concert, and she fell in love with the state. She planted roots in Stockbridge the following year. I came to see the Grateful Dead in July of 1995. Where? At Highgate. Oh, I was there too! Was it July or was it June now? (laughs) It might have been June. I think it was June. It was my first trip to Vermont. There were seven of us that came. My sister was one of them. The rest were all my guy friends. And one was the one, one of the friends ended up to be, he was my boyfriend and ended up, I married him. And then we had Zoe together. So we all came together and it was, we brought a 1972 Volkswagen bus and I had just ordered and had to wait like six weeks for a Jeep Wrangler. So we brought my brand new Jeep Wrangler and this 72 Volkswagen bus that we could not shut off. And I, I, I grew up driving a standard. So I would have to be, if we had to turn the thing off, I would be the one that would pop the clutch while the guys all pushed the van to get it started. And there's much more to this story that got a, on the whole trip. This, is a, this would be another podcast on the trip to see the Grateful Dead and how we all got lost on I-90 coming here, but that's a whole other story and including even getting up to Highgate and everything that happened. But we ended up going down to the Stowe area and camping for like one or three days. I don't even remember now. All of us fell in love with, with Vermont. I had never, I had only lived in Ohio my whole life up to that point. Um, we all fell in love with Vermont. And so I, I kind of like embellish the story sometimes. And I'm like, I say that, well, I came to see the dead. And I pretty much stayed. That's great. But, it, but it's not really, but it took me less than a year. And now I've been here ever since. And yeah, and I love it. Uh, yeah, I love awesome. Vermont. I like, and even in those first few years when I would travel back to Ohio frequently to see my mom and dad, and especially when Zoe was a baby, whenever I would reach Route 4 and I could see the, the Green Mountains, I knew I, was, I knew I came to the place I was supposed to be. And, you know, not that Ohio wasn't, great, but it wasn't great. And it was just what it was. It was where I was born and raised for those first 25 years of my life. But I knew like, I always, not that I was looking for a sign to make sure that I had made the right decision, because trust me, when I came here, I didn't know if I made the right decision. And I was scared. And I had probably had some days or weeks of crying and wondering how I was going to work out my life here. And I was a hairdresser and a bartender at that time period. Um, but I, whenever I would hit that there was something about hitting Route 4, and I, I was like, this is it. I'm, I'm in the right place. When Tropical Storm Irene ravaged the state in 2011, it hit home for Heather just how spread out Stockbridge was and that it had no real town center. What I saw, I saw disconnection in our town. Our town... I think our town is about 700 or so people, and I might be wrong on that number, forgive me if I am, but it's very disconnected and it's very spread out and there's no town center. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to create a heart center for a town that doesn't really have a big 
heart center. And combine that with the fact that we are working musicians and that's our life. I'm going to make this place. I want to make this place represent that. And so that's all that I've, that, you know, coming out of Irene, that's what I've tried to do, you know, and, and, and now, and, and in that time period though, I will say, um, I, I haven't, I've had sporadic support of maybe a lot of local town people supporting the bread and bagels or even getting takeout. So, Cause like I said, I'm not for everybody. So some people shy away. They maybe, you know, maybe they're, I don't know what they think. I really don't know what they think, but it's kind of surprising that I didn't receive as much support as what you would think. And in the first year or so I had to learn, I had to learn some lessons about not taking it personally. And, and, and I would like, you know, cause there would be days when I would, I would paint my, or I would do my chalkboard sign and I would stick it in the so snowbank and I would face it towards the post office and towards the meeting or the town hall. And I would say, oh, you know, like something like you could go back and find a, a, a picture actually, because I posted a lot of pictures throughout time. And I would say bagels in Stockbridge, Vermont, right here, blah, blah, blah. And my heart, like there was times when I would cry, I would, my feelings would be hurt because I'm like, why are they not, why are they not supporting this? If they know they can get bread and bagels right here, why are they not coming? So I had to like, it was a spirit, it's been a spiritual journey to, to separate yourself and to like, you know, to not take it. That's the best thing I can say is to not take it personally. It's what everybody's got their own life they're living in. It maybe doesn't mean that they don't like me. It just means maybe I'm not a good fit. And so I had to like step back from that and learn to get over myself, you know? And, and so now what I must say now, seven and a half years later with COVID coming along, my bagel and bread business has quadrupled. And I have now more people that are just right down the road that are getting, that are ordering bread and bagels from me. They're getting a pizza here and there. And I'm, and I've never like, even when I've run into them and they will say to me, you know, I haven't been there yet. And I'll be like, I know. Cause I know mm, of course. most of the time I remember every face. I may not remember names, but I remember faces and I'll be like, I know you haven't been here. It's okay. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. So you come when you're ready to come and I'll be happy to feed you. I've noticed when I first read about you in seven days and then when I saw the piece on you on PBS, um, you know, I was also drawn to you because I was like, she, she bakes, she cooks great food, she plays music, she's created this community hub. Um, did you always know this about you or did you kind of like figure it out as you went? It's going to make me cry. Um, no, I, I, if you would have told me 25 years ago when I first moved to Vermont, a, I was going to become a bass player, and B, I was going to be a baker, baking at a semi, I'm not really a professional, but baking at a semi-professional level, level. The, baker, the baking part I could have seen, although at 25, I was not into baking. It wasn't until I got pregnant with my daughter, and I'm calling my mom on how to make my first. My mom was always a pie maker. She loved making pies. Not much of a cake maker, but she loved making pies. Um... I, I could have seen myself becoming a baker more, you know, vividly than I saw myself becoming a musician. Um, 
and being a musician, like I, I wanted to be a musician my whole life. So maybe, so maybe part of that, yes, would be true. I did see myself, but I guess I never, I, I started playing violin when I was, um, I think nine, I'd have to ask my mom. I was like nine and I took violin lessons for three years and, and I drove my mom crazy, I'm sure. And, and, and back, back then she was a single mother. She didn't marry my dad, who I consider my dad until I was 11. So from fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, she was, a, she was a single parent. It took everything she could to get that violin and to make payments on it. And I still have it. It's by my bed at home. But it took everything she had to be able to, to have. She had three kids. There was three of us at the time. There's now five. She was going back to school, and she worked a full-time job, too. She, so, yeah, there's all these things. Um, I... I wanted to be, I knew that was in my heart and soul. And I, and I really ultimately too wanted, I wanted to play piano. So it was always there. And then I moved to Vermont and Zoe's dad helped me find, borrow a guitar from someone. And so I would just try to play, you know, by myself. I would never want, I didn't even want him to hear. I wouldn't let anyone hear me though. Any other musicians that would be listening to, or people that want to be a musician. The one mistake that I made during that time period was I didn't use a metronome. So I, in trying to learn how to play, I'm a white girl with white rhythm, you know, so I made a lot of mistakes and then speed that up 17 years. And now Rick and Blake, the current band members I'm with, uh, they're going to make me into a bass player. So I had to undo a lot of bad habits that I created for myself in a not playing with a metronome and keeping myself in time but also not playing with other people too. That kind of hurts you because you, then you don't have anybody to, to learn from. And at this point, still, YouTube wasn't a thing even when I was 30. And now I'm a mom trying to, you know, so now I'm like almost, you know, I'm 36 and three quarters. And Rick had an upright bass that he was going to sell. And I was like, no, you can't sell that bass. I'll buy it from you. So for people who don't know, Stockbridge is this tiny little town, you said maybe 700 people or so, on Route 100, and across the street from the Wild Fern is the post office and the town offices. How would you describe Stockbridge and why do you love it? The people that I've met here are all just, they're decent people, you know, I, I, there's a, there's a few probably that rub you the wrong way, but, but overall, and I have been here half my life now, you know, I, I've met the people that I continue to meet here. They're just good people. And so that, that keeps me right here. I live in Chalet Village and I never knew that having an A-frame was going to be my dream home. And it's my dream home. I love it. I love that my business and my home are 90 seconds apart. I, cause I I'm forgetful. So I have to go back and forth a lot. And plus I bake in both places. I like, um, for whatever reason, I, I couldn't even really tell you how I landed in Stockbridge. I, I, it probably just goes back to the fact that when Zoe's dad and I were together and we were looking for a house, we found it in Gaysville, the village in Stockbridge. And that just kept me here. I made enough friends here that I didn't want to go far from here. And I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't really attracted to living 
anywhere else, you know, I, I'd already had at, at that point Zoe's 20, you know, so I didn't want to be moving her around. And I felt happy with the little Stockbridge Central School um, that she was at. So I never really, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that answers the no, question. No, it does. But, but I didn't yeah. really have a reason to, yeah. to leave. Yeah, I have, it's just, yeah. there's great people here. Um, there are a lot of older people here and there, and there's some ideas that probably need to change, you know, and people need to, you know, open up, open themselves up to, to the year 2020 right. and know that, you know, life is different and, and, and black lives matter and, and everybody, you know, matters, but until black lives matter, none of us are going to matter. So, you know, there, there's certainly some, some thinking that needs to turn around, but the general, you know, who I come into contact with. I feel like we're all on a similar page. And so it doesn't make me want to jet out of here any, anytime soon. And, and now that I, we've bought the fern, I'm committed at least for 10, 10 to 15 years. So I can't go anywhere. So I got to make the most of it. And that's also, you know, another important reason for me. I got to stay, I have to, you know, if I can't be happy, then it's not going to work, you know? And so I have to continue, you know, happiness doesn't, I don't feel like happiness just comes along and all of a sudden you're happy. You have to work at it and you have, you do, it is all about opening your mind and opening your heart and, and looking at life in different glasses sometimes. And, you know, and, 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 and retraining yourself to look at say a particular glass as being half full, as opposed to, oh, it's half empty, you know, so that's training, you know, and, and the more positivity we can all take into our ourselves. I think we're going to live happier lives, you know? And so I, I just hope that, that that's what I, I just want to make ha people happy. And as long as I'm making people happy, I think I'm going to be happy. The wild fern is a tiny place with lots of character. For years, it was a diner. Heather remembers pointing out the building while driving by and wondering if she could do something with it someday. When I came here 25 years ago, and this was Keith's diner, this was called Keith's Diner, I said to Zoe's dad, I was like, wow, wouldn't this be, this would be a cool place someday to do something in. I didn't know that 17 years later it was going to be my place. I have felt that this place has great energy for whatever reason. This place has always been a diner of some sort until I came along. It, I, I've been here at 5 a.m. in the morning, rarely, but I've been here at 5 a.m. in the morning. I've been here as late as 1 a.m. when I've like we, we host or like I have a, a Valentine's Day event. Um, and that's one of the first times when we created the Valentine's Day event. Um, and I was doing the food prep work. I was here later than I had ever been. And, and, and sometimes that might be scary. And it actually was in the middle of a blizzard. And I was still like, whenever I come here, whether it's 5 a.m. or leaving at 1 a.m., I look, I, I look around and I'm just like, I, I love it here. And I feel good about it. And I feel like I just, if, if there was something that was wrong or negative, we'd know. And it would manifest its way in, in some way. And I think it might be haunted. I don't know why, but it could be haunted. But it's whatever it is, it's a good spirit. And I, yeah, and I, you know, I, right now I, I genuinely am in love with where I'm at, with being in Stockbridge. And so that's why I'm not going to be jetting out of here anytime soon. 
At the end of our visit, Heather sang a song she wrote a few years ago called Arbitrary Ways. When she's playing with her band, Rick Reddington and the Love, Arbitrary Ways is often performed as a reggae song. But when I saw Heather a few weeks ago, she played it for me on her guitar. While the song's a few years old, she says the lyrics are very applicable to today. Put our views in arbitrary ways Aside for just a day See, we're all the same And this too I know Shall come to pass We'll sit upon the grass We'll laugh and we'll laugh And life it won't Seem all that bad Tears of joy will make you glad Come this very far And put our views in arbitrary ways Aside for just a day And see we're all the same travel near and far we've ridden neath that star we're bound for glory uh, you know we'll work to get it right we'll stand and always fight we'll stumble many times and put our views in arbitrary ways aside for just a day and see we're all the same and talk of peace but yet we're still at war And no one knows the score And so many have gone before Let's join hands and let it all roll by Give thanks, try not to cry Share a smile, make it last a while And put our view and arbitrary ways aside for just a day and see we're all the same Stories wrapped in gold 
Others, they done told us to put our views in arbitrary ways aside for just a day and see we're all the same and put our views in arbitrary ways aside for just a day and see we're all the same I loved meeting Heather and spending time at the Wild Fern. Heather's such a bright light, and she's warm and welcoming and just incredibly talented. If you want to experience the Wild Fern and all it has to offer, you can find regular updates about food and music offerings on the Wild Fern's Facebook page. As always, thanks for listening to Happy Vermont. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Send me comments, story ideas, or feedback at hello at happyvermont.com. You can also learn more by visiting my website at happyvermont.com. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.